<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. January 20th, we are on day four of the Utah legislative session. Day, I don't know how many days that Greg Hughes was in his basement, but he is out. We're happy to have him here with us. And Mara Carabello, who's been working hard in his stead while he too has been working, but <laughs> in a different picking up the way. slack. That's right. Now you know how yeah. much work I do because it was a pretty hard Huge. job, wasn't it? I mean, it? I couldn't believe it. I know. So if you missed the last episode, we should fill you in here. So thanks for being with us for Take Two. Uh, Utah keeps getting snow. Snow in the mountains, a lot of rain in the valleys, and uh, there were some homes in Draper that were flooding after some of the rain, and it happens to be that there were only a couple dozen, and Greg won the lottery of a flooded basement. I he think was I was in, in the, the epicenter. That's the word I was about to use. Mm-hmm. I was. I have. I pumped water for eight straight days. That's that's pumps, not not like hand pumps. I'm talking serious pumps, like jackhammering, pump. jackhammering through my basement floor digging down, putting in pumps, and pumping out for eight straight days. I feel like I'd be crying. It was, it was frustrating to know that, that the, I cut. The, when I was in the third, I had three pumps going. When I hit the, 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 my brother-in-law's concrete cutter on my floor, which used to be a, a beautiful finished basement with a living room where I was watching the national championship football game the night before, when they cut that concrete, when we pulled the floor back cut, a geyser of water came up. It wasn't just oh. water coming through the floor. It shot in the air. That's how much What's water is under my... What's the current situation at the Hughes household? So the water table has lowered, uh, but I can see it. The holes I've dug, I can see the water. You guys have like a koi pond in the corner? Yeah, now? I have. This is what I'm going to tell you. There is no drought. If you need water, <laughs> you come to my house. I've got more water than anyone an would ever, ever need. Reservoir I now. can fill up that Great Salt Lake. You can turn on Norm Bangader's pumps. I got it all. Just come to my house. It is an aquifer under my home. Okay. And it drives me crazy. I, if you're Did praying you know for rain, was... you are praying to a false god at this point, okay? <laughs> you are not praying to anyone good. Well, speaking of false gods, we don't want to move on yet. <laughs> but last night during the State of the State, uh, the governor actually asked people to pray to their yeah, gods, stop. to the whale. <laughs> yeah, just Whoever stop. you pray to for don't. more. It's, it's, it's enough. We're done here. I got too much water. If I could have put that water in tanks, I could have watered my lawn for three summers. This is, this is insane. We got, a lot, we got enough water. And if this isn't doing it, then I'm just going carbon footprint crazy. I'm going to go get a wood stove. I'm going to burn it just because I can. I gotta, I, we we got to warm this planet wow. if this isn't good I'm enough. just sitting back and marveling at your life lessons. <laughs> I am. <laughs> your, I, your recent you, conclusions. I, Are I aquifers have, have covered by now? insurance? No, no. Actually, nothing is. Even flood insurance doesn't cover water. Water table flooding, it doesn't cover that either. So wow. you know, folks. And you live on a mountain, so who would have thought? No, I'm on the flat side. I'm oh, on the are. flat part. Yeah, mm. it, it, it was just a complete, utter night. It still is a nightmare. Sorry. Because I keep looking at the fifth wettest and snowiest se- you know, season on record, and I keep looking at those mountains above my house, knowing that that's probably going to be the fifth highest runoff in the spring that's going to come my way. 
as I've been pumping yeah. See, yeah. and pumping and Hopefully pumping water. if the weather's got, you know, a little So little don't refinish colder. your basement No, yet. I'm, I'm not touching that thing till June. I've already told Krista, we're not touching that thing till June because we're, <laughs> we're not out of the event. We are not out of the event. I, yeah, so I am. Is there anything positive that can come with this where you could stop using culinary water and just hook up mm. to your aquifer and have fresh, yeah. beautiful groundwater bubbling? I, I wish there was a way to sell it. I keep hearing we don't have any water. There needs to be a way to take all this water from literally, it's not my house. It's my street. It's the cul-de-sac behind me. It is a serious area of this neighborhood I live in that is underwater. The, the, <laughs> the water table is higher than the basement floors or was. It's just barely receded. But again, we have more storms. We have more coming. But Fun fact, anyway. that also happens in downtown Salt Lake. There are several buildings downtown that have permanent pumps in it yeah. because the building happened where the water table was and the governmental entity recognized it and actually built in pumps. So, you know, that yes, doesn't help. I I'm, I'm going to give you my complete support and sympathy, but I am going to go back to the governor's prayer. I have to tell you, I was bugged by this, and let me tell you, you why. You have to pray just to make it today? So I had to pray. I, I, I'm, I, I will just tell you, I'm, I'm on one a little today, so let me just Ooh, state yay. that. But, that was an MC Hammer quote. But It was. <laughs> it was. So, you know, <laughs> folks, that was MC Hammer. I, I actually don't mind mixing in um, thoughts of devotion and how you personally guide your life. Like, that does not bother me, that mixing. But I will tell you, this is... I, I'm not on team prayer because the governor is offering it in the context of a public policy. And here's what prayer isn't, <laughs> a public policy. And here's where it's actually harmful. We have some mayors in southern Utah who are actually asking the question, like they've been asked to adopt some conservation habits, and they have actually said in return, quite earnestly, we don't need to, we're praying. So here's the thing. Prayer are, is actually not, one not to make a public up, are you, policy. Can you truly confirm that that's I actually truly been said? You've heard that with confirm. your ears? I have heard it through the person who I trust. And uh, I'm telling you, it's a couple of mayors, and I think that prayer is super, super swell, but it is not it public policy. And the governor keeps using it in that context. If he was just sort of saying, and I also really think this helps, good for him. But he is actually offering I'm it done with as it. policy. He did I'm say, I should know. I'm done praying for it. Stop praying for rain. It's killing <laughs> He's me. killing it's, Greg. It's, I'm, I can't have any more. But his full quote, in fairness to the governor, he did say that he believes that God can fill the lake, but if not, then we must. So I think that's where his policy comes in. Saying, no, it's not. Pray, if God doesn't do it, I'll do something. Is not public policy. Let me just put it off there. If uh, you're either or is God or you, that's not public policy. Look, I would actually say. Uh, Who knew we'd be going down the faith without it's, works? Whether it's the man upstairs today. or Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it, I do think it has a greater influence on these lake levels mother nature then it will a bill you're oh, going to pass no. or an appropriation this is you all due to aside. mother nature but i'm just saying to my elected officials don't proffer prayer <laughs> as a public policy solution Okay. Well, while we were talking about the governor, last night was his night to shine, to be the star of Utah. Um, we do it every year, the state of the state. And um, he did a little differently where he allowed children, I don't think just allowed, but encouraged children to come be a part of this. And uh, he really focused on kids. So, uh, Mara, I feel like you may be a little um, not loving his speech. Greg, uh, do you like the direction he went? It was very positive. It, it was. The, the, the vibe, I mean, you can watch it with your own eyes and listen to it and, and come up with your own conclusion. But I was interested today just to hear 
some of the just the other you know other impressions, and it was positive. It was that it was very upbeat. It was a up. It was uplifting. It was happy. That's what I heard. So I do a lot of speech training, and I'm of two minds. From a um, delivery sort of persona, man, he can hit it out of the park. He is such a good, he's, he's engaging, he's funny, he's relatable, he's positive. And I will tell you from a performance, which matters, I'm not, I'm not saying that as a pejorative, he really gave a tremendous performance. He was relatable, and again, he was emotional. From a content point of view, it was one gimmick too much for me. You had the gimmick of the kids. And I love, Greg will attest, I love nothing more than a band in a children's choir. Like, <laughs> if they could throw a puppy in, we'd be great. So <laughs> I, I have to own that about me. Yeah. But by the yeah. third gimmick, I, and by the third notion, and by the, and, and I will say, he's also previewed this speech. He's been previewing this for a couple of months. If you've been to mm-hmm. any of the summits, it was largely the same thing. But I felt like there was... A lot of energetic emoting, which matters when you are an elected official, but it lacked some policy chops for me. What would you have liked to have heard from him last night that was missing? I think we are talking about big buckets that we already know about, and we're talking about the Utah way, and we're talking about how good we are, and we are avoiding a lot of contentious real issues. And at the eve of the session, the session is about doing the hard work, and I really applaud everyone doing the hard work. But, um, you know, you were already, interestingly enough, on a session, I think we'll talk about this a little later, that was well into legislating. Yeah, you're and so for right. me to have my head, like I was running, like hats off to leadership. And then we went back up to sort of a stump speech. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I, I needed the real substance. That was a publicly leaning sort of vote for me speech. And again, I have no criticisms of it. I was in a space where I was just ready for a little more specificity. It was an interesting contrast because we were talking about this just a minute ago before we started recording, but I mean, we're into day four and sometimes there's a whole lot of messing around going on, but whoever's in charge this year is going in, kicking, you know what, taking mm-hmm. names and they're getting stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it segues into what Mara's saying that if you're going to have a state of the state speech and you know that you've already dealt with transgender bills in the Senate committee and a Senate floor vote, and you have the, the school choice bill in the house that's already gone through committee and it's going to be on the floor the coming day. Um, you're in the heart of it. And those are really, really relevant issues to Utahns. They're some of the most controversial issues or most impactful issues that are going to that people are going to be talking about or paying attention to. I, I do th- I agree with you. I, I think those would have been great to delve into and really get the sense of where our governor is. I think he's he's told the media where he is in that, but he could have maybe used that speech to really dive into those issues and give some clarity in terms of how he's seeing that. Um, but as far as being able to get those those giant issues with all of everything lined up that within the first few days that you could have those hearings, have those floor debates, it, it is an amount of preparation and organization that, frankly, I never saw in my 16 years when I was there that you could get those weighty issues really going through the process successfully in the first week. Why it's so good is that issues like that tend to take all the oxygen out of the room. They tend to take all the attention. Um, you, you'll, you'll have fear starting to creep in as, as the lobbying just gets more and more intense. And you, you just don't, wherever you are on an issue, I think voting out of fear is probably the worst place to vote from. So I think having it early, having the preparation, which had to include a lot of discussion to get there, and getting those big, big issues done the first uh, 
first week, kudos. I mean, I, I so the issues think it's get amazing. messier. It is interesting. So I'll enumerate. I'll tell you what they are. And Greg and I are on opposites. I would be someone who's sad by all of this, but he is so right on process. Yeah. And I mean above board process. I want to yes. be clear on that. Yeah. Like this was not maneuvering. This was process. But you have already seen this afternoon the House passing two incredibly controversial. Uh, trans bills, and the Senate already passing vouchers. Did I get no, that no, backwards? I got that backwards. House yeah, vouchers, sorry. Senate, Senate did trans yeah. bills. Um, and those are meaty. And as Greg said, you've got to whip those vo- votes because the longer the sticky issues stay around, the more they get amended, you get on fight, you know, flights of fancy. You, you know, But speaking to the merit of those, I'm going to stick with the merit for a second. I just think on the trans bill... It's like feels like an adage from a legislative body where if it ain't broke and we know nothing about it, let's fix it. Like there is no. Yeah, I'll give a counter. To that. There's no merit to this. It is mean. It It is not a reflection of our community values because like I look at the surgery bill and, and it is hard for me not to see that Utah is number two in the United States in plastic surgery. So we clearly understand that the way we look is very much attached to the way we feel about ourselves, which is attached to how our community feels. And yet we're okay with that for straight people, but we're not okay with that for trans. So, and then we'll talk next about vouchers, yes, but so let's let me, do let one me, of them. Let me just, let me give it a counterpoint to that. Mm. So <laughs> one of the key words, one of the key statements you made is that we don't know enough about it, so let's go fix it or let's stop it. I, I think that, uh, Senator Kennedy, Mike Kennedy, is also a family physician. He's also a, an attorney. But he has a, a unique... That's a lot of schooling. Yeah, he has a, a lot, lot of, of unique life Not experiences. Not to be confused with the American Pediatric Academy, who is against his bill. So I will tell you this. He, there's a number of things that his bill does. It's not, a, it's not a flat-out ban. He has a moratorium or there's a pause. And what he's, what he's looking at in the pause is if you're going to have surgeries, which you can't reverse... There's a lot of this that's already gone on, and there needs to be some understanding of what the consequences, what's the aftermath, what what data can we collect to know what these children are going through uh, that's irreversible. Uh, there is a ban on the puberty blockers and things like that right now, but I, I think that bill has some there, – there's a moratorium on parts. There's a ban on another. I, I think it was done in a really smart way to just say, can we make sure before we go any further that what we've done um, is – protecting children is actually in the best interest of children because it's too new and it's too, I would argue, even radical for us to ever know. I think it's chemical castration is what we're doing so with Greg, these So, Greg, how do you reconcile the fact that you want the state to replace the parents in that instance? I'll give you a perfect example. When there, were, when there was counseling out there to counsel kids that were same-sex attracted... Which were shown to and, be and incredibly said, harmful. And said that, you know what, that counseling can actually do more harm than good, and we should ban that counseling. Are we talking about counseling, about how to deal with it, or are we talking about conversion therapy? We're talking about well, conversion therapy, therapy but, but my point is, if just flip the issue. Instead of saying uh, transgender, say conversion therapy. Or let's say mask. Let's say so having your kid mask is, in school. Say, let's use say, that No, issue. let's use that one, because that one where we said conversion therapy is a therapy that even if the parent wanted, we thought was too, we, it wasn't healthy for the child or we had doubts about it. We had no problems stepping in as the legislature saying, let's hold off. 
This bill is saying we have to collect more information. He, he, in What's his different speech, about he this than, about than masks? Why should, Utah. why should parents make a decision on school choice? They should make a decision about sex ed. This, they should make a decision about... therapy They should so make a, a difference about vaccines, I, I, I but they don't have be, the wherewithal to make a decision about what their child I, is going through. You're saying that the American Academy of Pediatrics, that the medical profession yeah. and that the parent is not in as good a position as 104 were they as good, were they lay as good legislators of a for conversion therapy or were they not good enough if a parent we wanted should to go have through never that, had we conversion have therapy on the record but, we what you were you talking about is rescinding a bill yeah. that should never have been in place i don't think the state should be in between the parental decision medical decisions for their children these were medical decisions that we prohibited from being able to be pursued because they were already codified in law you took them out of previous law what i'm saying is i think some of these things were that that are new and there are new practices new procedures we have to understand i would argue it shouldn't have ever been in is. the law it should it needs to be conversion understood. theory was correcting an error that the state over overshot on the relationship between the parent and the child we're making Look, the exact man, same mistake question why in the world Cannot we not wait till a child becomes an adult to make these decisions? Are we are we to believe that the middle school years are these trouble free years and that kids aren't insecure and the kids don't have problems and they don't have you don't want to know my answer to that? Can I'm going to ask the adults? parent. But, Who's the we in this? You and I, yes, and I don't but, have a trans kid. I'm, I'm what sorry, business we, do I we, have? You you speak as if parents. Uh, without regard to any laws or any treatment of child, can make the ultimate decision. Well, no, we have laws that protect children. We don't know enough about this I to know that still these decisions like the child, the parent, and the medical be in the advisor. Child's best interest. We just need to get that information and know. I have my hunch, but that bill doesn't even go with the hunch. It's just saying, here's the pause button. Can we get more information? Aren't you struck by it's only in a very, 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 very small group of kids? Aren't you struck no, by I'm we haven't had this grow. conversation about cosmetic surgery among young women? That grow in a way and ultimately, that people could still do it. Dangerous. They would probably have to leave the state to do it, much well, like if that's you didn't the have mantra. Abortion. If you need medical services, leave the state. <laughs> Look, <laughs> there's going to be a social acceptance. If we don't know what we're doing, I'm just going to tell you. Who's it, the we? The, the state, if yes. government, if, if big if China doesn't know what we're doing, should I put TikTok on? Are being introduced, and we don't, we haven't seen. We so you think it's more important that the state that, of Utah the transgender has a handle on this? We don't have anyone like that to know if they well, regret the or thing is, is wish it hadn't remember happened. This from years ago. Okay, so this is what it's making me think about. But parents' rights, I think I can see both sides on this, but I also see where parents' rights has gone crazy wrong. I can't remember how many years ago it's been, probably close to 20. But do you remember a family where the government was trying to find this family here in Utah that was not treating their child for cancer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went on yep. for a long time. It and That's right. um, it was intense. And the parents were like, it's our choice. We've decided mm -hmm. not to do they it. They left we're going the state. To they fled the state. Before yeah, they were and I remember that, that like people were attacking this family and they're going after them, and the state was trying to take their child away. And so it's not a new conversation; right. it's just on a different issue. And, and the rest so of that story was the, the, the parent was the parents were right. That child was not dying of cancer. That child lived a healthy life, uninterrupted. So maybe by the what parents this, are right when that kid well, that is ready. This, that was the hospitals and everyone ab absolutely adamant that, that the parents. But were you're wrong. repeating the mistakes. So I'm just saying. You know, you got to get this information down. You got to know what you're the doing before you put more children in The medical community has the information. Situation. The audacity is I don't think IHC got, does this. You've got I don't think they do this. Procedure. 104 
part-time legislators, and they are the ones who feel like they need to make the discretionary Laura, choice. We have, I am we fine if the medical community that makes touches it. Every aspect of life, whether it be this medicine, is a completely unnecessary business, bill. whether it be do we, we have we doctors have, that do that? I guess I haven't answered that question. We even have physicians that are members of the body that are that are lawmakers that can be right there at where these debates are having. It's a physician that's that's sponsoring the bill. You right, can't but get he closer. doesn't represent. You can't get closer to the, the profession with the, the special, lawmaker than what are the, the specialists on this issue? Say. Do the specialists on this issue agree? Because my understanding is they don't agree. They don't. This is not the recommended course of treatment for kids. The, the other thing is, is, is it treats everybody a like a group. And I think we have to start treating kids like individuals. We have to start respecting them more. And we have to respect how critical these kids, their mental health. I can't imagine what these kids are going through. And we've decided to treat them like a group. And we've decided that their wishes and wants are somehow not to be taken into these account. These permanent, irreversible procedures, it's, you get one shot at it. I think knowing more good information drives good decisions. I don't know what and the objection would be. And you think the state should no, determine the, that? No. Senator Kennedy's floor speech education. says we want the University of Utah and its hospital system. We want IHC. We want, we want them to provide more and learn more. Again, you don't have a 30-year-old that decided to do this when they were 13 to know What's gone on since? We are just at the front start this, of all this. This is a, it's absolutely appropriate to say let's get there any more is information. no problem. This is guaranteed to hurt people. This is nope. guaranteed to oh, increase if they have to suicide. Wait till 18, but this is, this is what, not this is guaranteed a, to a help anybody. Changer? Yeah, no. this matters to these kids. To these this deeply matters. You know who Especially are adults in this relationship? The parents. And you want to know who decides things for minors? The parents. Have you ever seen DCFS, Department of Child and Family Services? I have. They're I know people tell you who that work that, there. That, that, that broad brush you just painted with where My parents are supposed to My dad spent his entire career in child there. advocacy. There's some worry my dad there. Spent, I spent my entire childhood learning about kids who were taking out of the home. Yeah. We have adoption. We have fostering in our family. Then I you understand. shouldn't say parents rule all. You should, you should especially appreciate that we need good information coupled with parents being given the same information. Trans kids identifying the way they were intended is not but child Laura, abuse. What if parents are making decisions based on a limited amount of information where they don't know some of the unintended you, consequences. You act like this was a one and done. This is, is an expensive, multi-year surgery. And I'm There's no you, one who's not, just like, I didn't notice what was going to on. What, too new. What the long-term Man, effects are. The offense I have of the state, the offense I have that conservatives are perpetuating me. a pro-state Oh, I, I don't, you guys have lost gosh. your bearing. I'm mapping to old things. I'm now a conservative. I think the state, I think the state should do as little as it has to. We're I think protecting area kids here. Experts, That's what the state can, the state can protect Oh children. my gosh. I say, look to the expertise and you know, who's not an expert it in it? Yet. You 104 part-time legislators. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that the, 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 the Maybe consensus has moved on we're, this. We still have developing brains. It moves around all the time. And the fear is <laughs> that there's more, more social pressures to move those decisions. So I think we should move on. And I know. Talk I don't about think we're not solve this, this problem. Laura is just you can't you can't talk to her when she, when she gets her position. <laughs> that's it. So here's my question because I, I haven't read the full <laughs> bill to know it. this. So let's say <laughs> I, I just want to protect kids. She doesn't even want to yeah. do that. Okay, let's protect kids with school vouchers. Um, so here's a question: If the school vouchers pass and they're going to pass, I don't see them not passing because I mean 
I think there they was a deal the made before slick. the session. Yeah. Uh, the governor wanted the raises. The I, I think this was touch and go. I think they were still whipping votes. They, there think? was a third substitute well, that came on the floor so today. What we know, we've seen some public opinion polling that show it, and it is like squeaky nice public 59% polling. 59%. 59%. It never mentions the word vouchers. It only mentions school choice. It, it talks a about, solid it talks about puppies and fairies and love. And, and I mean, and it's the it's one of the cleanest, like, would you like cleanest, your kids to have choice? And it's a 59. Read. And I will tell you, as someone who has done, as Greg knows, a lot of ballot measures, 59% we would say to our client, you're vulnerable. So it's questionable whether it is reflecting, not that this has gotten in the way of legislation, it's questionable that it's reflecting the viewpoint of the public. But it is interesting. Again, I am going to tip my hat to how slick it is. The other thing I'll note is that if this were a ballot measure, there's really strict protocols on ballot measures in which you cannot conflate issues. You can't have a multi-issue ballot measure. Good news, it doesn't apply to legislators because they have artfully put both a carrot and a stick in there. It's a little like Washington, no, that's D.C. A very this is, this is a D.C. A, move. This is a very cynical narrative of what they did. I have the the, the true legislative intent I can express now. Uh, now that you're done They've seeing the glass it half the empty, the other I will thing give you I want the glass you to speak to. Full. I want one more thing I want you to, okay, to, to ready. take aim at. Okay. I love that conservatives... <laughs> Love, love, love that conservatives are basically arguing that taxpayer dollars should go behind CRT, sex education, liberal education, because the preponderance of our um, private schools, of which nobody in rural Utah has access to, they will all be much more liberal. So bring it on, man. Fund CRT. Just because your private school is liberal doesn't mean they're all liberal. So here's a question, because there aren't a lot of private schools in rural Utah. Let's say I'm a mom. I have six kids. I'm using my mom as an example. Yes. I decide to homeschool my children. Can I take that money and then times it by six, and I could be making a solid salary as a homeschool teacher? Well, I don't know if it's a salary, but it's meant meant for educational delivery. So you would would have that opportunity. But uh, it's not a blank check. You would need to use it for And there are conditions around homeschooling, I'll just say. It's available. It's totally available. It's careful not to interrupt, but it it is is directed towards it. I don't plan on homeschooling. I'm not patient. It wouldn't happen. I wouldn't be able to do that. And you don't want to have four more kids You said the glass was half empty. Let me give it to you, the glass half full. Last year, this this bill failed. Right. Okay. And in one 2007. Of the, one of the prevailing. No, it passed in 07, at least and in the legislature. Then, and then the people, the citizens. Like, so I, do they I voted. I was one of the 38 that passed Governor Huntsman was the first one to kick it off in the state of Utah, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's been around a long time. I was there. We, I voted Lots for of it. Different it passed iterations. the legislature in 07. But last year, when it failed, there was a narrative out there that this was giving up on our public schools, that we didn't care about our public schools, that we were abandoning, abandoning them for this, uh, this, the Hope Scholarship, as right. it was called. Right. It was important to put the, the, the teacher's salary in with the bill yeah. so that that narrative that, they, that we're giving up or walking away or do not have faith in our public schools, which isn't true, in the bill and in its merit and in its fiscal note, shows that that's not true because they are investing in the direct appropriation, the direct salary increase of educators. So tell me this. So it's saying, if you thought we were doing the parental choice for different ways and different vehicles to deliver education to kids and that it's not one size fits all, if you thought that that was a way to demonize public education, we are going to double down and show you how much we want to pay more our educators yeah. give them higher salaries because yeah. we do not. They do not give up. They're not giving up on them. They Why believe can't in they them. Why can't they be in a separate bill? 
because of the the point that that's being made that it, one is is attacking Look, public ed. Looky it's over not here, attacking public ed. They put them together to show that you cannot take that false narrative when okay. they are when they are putting direct appropriations or salary increases for the teachers. That they're doing both. Arguing. Mara is in a fighting What, mood what vouchers is. focuses on very specifically is weighted pupil unit and weighted pupil unit. We are fiftieth in the state, so way to go for funding that. I will give anybody <laughs> who says we've been funding school more, but if you're going to throw down, Greg, that we are we are we are offsetting vouchers specifically refer to the way to pupil unit and we're not doing well with funding that. So just that's an yeah, aside. You want to know one of the reasons why? But because we expect our public education system in Utah to fund 97% of school age kids. That's yes. the highest in the country. Why is that healthy for public ed to, to educate 97% so here's of the my kids? Question why not 10% going to private schools There's a fiscal note on this and I can't be remember. It's either 42 million or 45 million. I can't remember which. Okay. But there's a fiscal note on this bill. Right. Yeah. So I, I have two questions for you. One, why are the Republicans existent, uh, resistant to this being a trial? Because as you just pointed out on the last issue, you love yourself a good information finding. So yes. why can't you have it be limited? And two, in a year it's where cap. we have more budget surplus than ever, why do you need to be either or? Why don't you fully fund the schools? And if you want to do vouchers, if you want to give money to private schools, why don't you add that instead of subtract it from public ed? It's not subtracting. You, you look. But don't tell me why you don't just fund it on its own. You don't. It need. is funding on it. The, the way the way to people, you know, will probably go up as well as this. This this bill is not going to be taking money of. out of anybody who is in a private school. No, why don't it's you, not. Why don't you increase the four thousand dollars that go per student into schools? The, the way to people you know, probably will rise this year. I'm, I don't think it, I don't think one was. But I'm asking, at, why at, don't at they the, just fund it independently? Why don't they Mara, just say we want to add a big old pot of money? That because they tried that last year, and everyone said, "See, you're trying to attack public schools." So they're trying to do no, it. In it a was package. never independent money. So here, here's my point. Okay, you have seminary buildings across the street from high schools. So this idea that church and state doesn't. One of the reasons we don't have a strong parochial school system, listen, yeah. just hear me out. <laughs> we don't have a strong parochial private school system in this state because you can get religious instruction in your public school, okay? If you go outside of the state of Utah, you will find Catholic schools, you'll find a lot of these parochial schools where more parents and more students opt to go to private schools, which are parochial schools. And so you're looking at a 10 to 15% of school-aged children while they're paying all their taxes into the public school, are going to these private schools, and I'm talking particularly parochial schools. We have this very unique relationship between seminary, public school, and religious instruction where we only have 3% of our school-aged children going to parochial schools. I promise you that if we could get closer to that national average, having all the tax, income tax money, all the tax going into our public schools, but less kids to teach, it will increase the amount you can fund per child. So let me tell you, as that's, the, that's as the, the Catholic in the room no. and the parent of a, a student in a parochial school, yes. one, we have great parochial schools. I they are crushing they it. They're academics. But Juan Diego wants this. We have parochial schools that are oh my excited gosh. about this No, no, program. they aren't excited. They are pushing it out. The diocese sends me stuff all the time. Yes, so they, one, they're excited. You they have like a religion it. who is like, woo we, the state of Utah, because Mara, the they're going to so do their scholarships to, with the vow. No, with that, let me also tell you something about the parochial school. We got to talk one at a time. The parochial school Sorry. that my daughter goes to has tons of scholars. It is it is really diverse. It's economically mm -hmm. diverse. It's racially diverse. It has tons of scholarship kids. It's not a big deal to be a scholarship kids. So, what does that tell a conservative Republican? 
private sector's handling it. If a child Obviously, wants to not, go into a public want, school, no, that's Juan your Diego's perception. Is, is supporting this where I live in Draper. Juan Diego and Judge are saying free money. Sure, I'm not going to say no it's to not that. Free money. They're it's, not. It's, gives them they're the not suggesting to get more kids into the private school that system, is which right. is a good thing. Even though they're not having a problem with an judge enrollment has gone up every single year that if my child were, has been if there. If they were so successful, they wouldn't be able to fit any more kids. They wouldn't be excited about this opportunity. Oh, they've got they're room. They've got room for, for taxpayer money. Thing. They've got plenty of room for taxpayer hey, money taxpayer to subsidize money goes these to kids. Seminary bill. Taxpayer, actually, the church, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, subsidizes public school by taking how many kids off every period away from school where you don't have to have a yeah, classroom or a teacher. Yeah, you've given this, this yeah. argument before. So, I mean, we, this whole church and state thing, that thing's gone long ago. So I feel, what I'm saying is you if you have if you had 90% of school-aged children going to our Utah public schools, you would have more money in the pot than if you were educating 97% of those kids. So we need more Methodist schools, more Baptist schools. I we think, need everyone. Great so what I think is going to happen is schools. supply and demand. My if son did have, go to a Methodist school in Florida, and we loved it. Yeah, well, yeah, look, I, my business partner, his kids went to Madeline Choir School. They, they loved it. So, But I'll just say this. You know, if you give, if we have the supply, and, it's a supply and demand. If we have the supply of students, meaning we've empowered more families and more students with different educational delivery options, I think that that demand will be met by different schools coming online, different opportunities. It might be online. It might be a private school. When you have this swath of young students that have some op- options now, I think you're going to see more educational opportunities happen, and that will never hurt our public schools because I've never been convinced that it helps our public school funding to fund every single child that's of school age. I think that the contract we have in America is to provide a really good, healthy education in the public school systems, and I am just gab smacked that the Republicans want to fund I think what private they, what schools. Saying, I just it's, think it's, it's, it's homeschool so as well. fascinating. It's just different deliveries. What it's it, what fascinating to say. that Republicans want to give their money to... Un- I'm pro-public school. I'm pro-private school. I have kids in both. I'm, I but am I am telling you, I am shocked that Republicans... This I find this, this preference for government spending and this preference for the state to interfere in public lives goes so against. I feel like I'm holder, holding on closer to your values yeah, than you I'm, are. You're not. So let me tell you why. This you remember is how your you last, said about, okay. last word, <laughs> okay. and then your last You're, word, and then you, you two are done okay. with this. <laughs> this. You said you were, in the last last topic, it was, it was parents say, what the parents say is what goes. If parents, nobody is, no one, this isn't compulsory. No one's obligated right. to do it. Right. We had, when the pandemic hit, we saw that we had to change, our public schools had to change their delivery system overnight into online and everything else. If you have a child and you think there are ways to deliver education that's more effective than the one size fits all, and you are able to empower those parents with a choice, not the demand, not the requirement, but a, some choices they didn't have before, I see nothing wrong with that. I don't think that's, I think that's, a, that's, that's not, I'm not betraying my conservative values to, to give parents different choices of how they want to deliver education to I their would, children. I would like to it's challenge empowering. the legislature to check in with their constituents, not just people chirping. I would like to see some research that shows that Utah wants this because I'm not persuaded they but do. But if it doesn't, no, then no, it'll never that be was used. The end. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not allowed to uh, talk done, anymore. Sorry. I know, and I'm, I'm super sorry. disappointed check because in. I feel like with one more sentence from each of you, you could totally solve this problem. So if you're a legislator and you're listening and you're breaking between votes, I hope that we've solved the problems for you. I had some national issues I wanted to get to, but we've talked so much about these important Utah issues that I think we're going to have to skip them. 
Mara, I think it's, do you have to be out of here? I do. She does. I'm so sorry. I'm we're going to uh, talk about the debt ceiling because that's not going to go yeah. away anytime soon. And there's a super interesting bill I want to talk about uh, that Congressman Chris Stewart is actually pitching in Congress next week about banning kids under the age of 16 from smartphones. Not smartphones in general, but just the apps like Twitter, the Instagram, social apps. Social. Yeah, which is an interesting idea. It's sort of big government, but at the same time, too, it's trying to solve a problem of mental health. I did ask my teenager about this. You did? Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk about it. So there's your tease for next week. We're going to discuss it (laughs) because I think it's an important issue worth a little time. And um, I'm sorry I didn't parent very well today. I just wanted to let my kids fight. I know. I'm sorry. We haven't seen each other. I know. We had to get get it out. out. I know. And and listeners, by the way, we're all smiling. There's there's, there's no contention in this room. No, it's true. They're going to go have cake afterwards. I'm angry. No, you're not. (laughs) Don't say that. I'm not. You know, all your defenders are going to come after me. 